Official Disclaimer The following episode was recorded throughout the protests and global internet shutdown in Belarus, but we here at the Lamazing Data podcast team did our very best to deliver you the content you all have been waiting for even at this extremely complicated times. Please welcome the sixth episode at its glory. Welcome to the Amazing Data Podcast. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome back to our brand new episode, Keeping and Exploring Data World. So far, we mostly have been wandering around the AI technology experience-wise. But today, our special guest will show us the proper scientific approach, how to start and how to kick off. Welcome, Dina. Nice to have you. Could you please let our listeners know more about you? Thank you for having me here. My name is Dina. I am a data scientist and I have been working in the data science field and AI field for the last 10 years. I originally came to know data science when I was studying my bachelor's in computer science. I then did my master's in Bonn, which was as well in the same specialization, so it was in cancer informatics. And in 2015, I decided to switch to industry. This is This basically means that I'm not working in research anymore, but rather with with companies, with people, to help them um, realize this potential of AI and data science into their daily businesses and their day-to-day work. So uh, since you are working in the industrial field right now and uh, you are preparing solutions based on AI heavily to a lot of the clients from different perspectives of their businesses, could you please tell what were the exact milestones in terms of uh, different probably industries when they started implementing the AI in, into their products? How did they actually approach that? Is there any certain common pattern that each and every company at some point came through and realized the very same way that, okay, AI is a must for us? The first pattern, which is the most obvious one, management and people who are working in the company understanding what data science and what artificial intelligence is. We cannot take this image from the science fiction movies and imagine that this would be what could be implemented. (laughs) The second point, which is also very important, is the commitment to invest Data science and artificial intelligence is not cheap to integrate. So it would require a significant amount of money to build up. The third point, which is is the change management. Because at the end of the day, part of someone's job would be automated, whether we like it or not. So the point here is that Indeed, I could be changing the nature of someone's job, indeed automating a part of their job, but how do I manage such change? So the three patterns to wrap it up, proper understanding, commitment to invest, and smooth change management. Let's say I am a young but very challenging company and I realize that, okay, I need to change the approach in my company and I want to go data-driven and I want to implement AI in the future, not probably nearest, but still. Could you please tell me 
uh, or suggest me what I can be starting with. What like like what what should be my first step in this um, honorable intention of going data driven? So what what would you suggest for the companies to start their journey into data science and AI developments correctly and probably less painful as it as it can be? I guess. So I agree that it can be painful and lots of times it is painful. The first step is to usually for a company to hire someone who can guide them through this change and who can make the process less painful. So usually they would look if the data that needs to be collected is collected. Uh, so the first step usually is to get the data, get the data in the right place, get data in the right format. And after that, we can further extend this asset that we have to build upon. Depending on the strategy, there's usually three types of analytics. The descriptive analytics. The second kind of analytics is predictive analytics. The third part is prescriptive analytics. It's not that one is better than the other, but rather that the three complete each other. You know, that sounds so great that <laughs> that I feel the need to challenge you on that. So I'm pretty sure that so many times you've had the situation when you had to explain to the people and prove that, no, your job is not going to be taken away. It's going to be optimized. It's just going to make your life simpler. No, the machines are not going to invade you. No. So I kind of feel that you've heard something like that already. So imagine you're coming to your new company and you're doing a pitch and everybody is feeling, you know, like a little bit uh, doubtful. They are a little bit, you know, on the edge of saying both yes and no. And then it turns out that, you know, the small girl comes into the room. It's, you know, like, Take, take your child to work day or something. And this is like the daughter of one of the members. And she approaches you and says, Hi, Dina, what is data science? Who is artificial intelligence? So your, um, your challenge here would be to explain that, what is data science and what, who is artificial intelligence, to let's say to a five-year-old, as simple as possible and not to scare her. How would you do that? So I would go with ice cream? No, no, bribery does not count. <laughs> no bribery. Usually the ice cream is, is a very easy topic to attract children's attention. And in principle, ice cream is very interesting from as well data science perspective because it has a seasonality effect. Um, and demand forecast. So I would start to ask her if she likes ice cream. I can bet she would say yes. So start to ask her more. Do you like to eat ice cream in the summer when it's hot or do you like it to eat it better when it's winter? I would then tell her that imagine that now we're working in an ice cream store and we're looking in the sales. Do you think that we will have more sales or we will sell more ice cream in summer or in winter? Then the question is if we have to buy ice cream and not to buy too much that it would go bad and not too little that we would have to turn children away. Should we buy more ice cream in the winter or in the summer? And this is basically data science, which is looking back to the last summer in the last winter, knowing how many people bought. This is basically explaining the seasonality and as well demand forecasts. So 
Okay. And what is AI then? Oh, sorry. What is AI then? That would be a tricky question, but let me try to put it into a good ice cream example. At the end now we have the insights and we know that probably we could get something like so and so many people will come to our shop to buy ice cream in this day. How about trapping all that up in a system that can, or in a computer program or in an app, like what, for example, you used to play, to tell you that, by the way, today we will get 100 customers. Uh, those 100 customers would require 100 ice creams. So we need to be prepared for those 100 ice creams and we need to buy those. Or for example, next week, by the way, we will have 300 customers next week and we are short, sort of short on the chocolate ice cream. So maybe you need to buy chocolate ice cream now and buy three packs or four packs of this chocolate ice cream so as not to go bad afterwards. So don't buy too much, don't buy too little, just the right amount. All of those insights and all of this information and all of this knowledge nicely packed in the one system that can tell you, by the way, this is what has happened, this is what will happen, and this is how you can act best. Wow, that is so great. Awesome. Thank you very much. You know, through I have the feeling that you've been doing that for so many times that it's, you know, not possible to scare you away with this kind of request, sudden of those. Uh, but it actually got me thinking that probably <clears throat> the more you work with various companies, with various projects, the more you get into the feeling where there is a perspective and um, uh, there is still a room and the possibility to have AI implemented. So how do you envision what kind of those AI skills does the professional you know, grow or flex through time, that it becomes easier for you to see the potential usage of AI in terms of various projects. So what are those skills that you require through time that enable you to propose some better AI-oriented uh, solutions? So I would put the required skills into three main categories. First of all, the technical skills, then the business skills, then the soft. Getting a product built, so getting it from a technical term, so building a model, analyzing the data, building an optimization algorithm. So all of that, it's the technical skill, and this is when I sit on my computer and write program. Uh, the next one is business skills, because at the end of the day, I am building a product for the business and I am building a product that will improve the business performance. So I need to have the business skills to understand what the user actually needs, what the business actually needs in this case. And the third part is the soft skills. There's always this part of communication. There's always this part of change management. There's always this part of understanding how the user would react. There's always, there's always this part of sales. Um, so all of those skills are required to build a proper AI solution at the end that people in the business would feel comfortable to embrace and to move forward. Hmm. That sounds like, you know, such a smooth and kind of logical process. 
Um, I wonder where is the hidden power of yours is hidden so it cannot be that easy. My personal belief is that the world is complex and good modeling and good science would take this very complex word, put it into concrete terms, to so put it into the concrete facts, the concrete data, something that has a start and an end, and model this complex word in a simpler term. So you know that we always play a little game with our guests. Yes. Uh, so I will give you a couple of names of the industries in which I, for example, as the small business company, would like to start the project or just start a business, you know, from scratch. But I am a smart person and I know that data drives the world and I want to start already using data science in terms of my work. So the task for you will be to tell me where to start in a very, very like a brief intro, probably some core steps that I have to do just to make it right. I do understand that it might be, you know, like a very long process, but just, you know, some tips which I cannot skip. Otherwise, I would just fail. We are going to have one minute. Let's try to make as many as possible. The more, the merrier. Uh, does that sound okay to you? Yes, let's give it a try and see how it would go. Okay, first one. What if I'm a construction company? Monitor, use the data to monitor your machines. That's more the industry analytics and industry 4.0. Um, measure the performance of all your machines and use the data to guide you when would a machine need to be fixed or needs maintenance or needs to be replaced or when would be the optimum time to reduce waiting time when a machine breaks. Great. So next one will be pharmacy. So for example, if you are located in a city where there's lots of pollution and people would usually get allergies or asthma, then use data to buy supplies that your customer would probably need. Okay, and the next one, the last one, I'm starting a telecom company. Use data to maximize your operational efficiency. So probably you would need some significant amount of hardware, for example, the antennas and so on. Use the data to understand how to best position uh, antennas to see if it can be shared with one of the other companies. Wow, that's it. Thank you. Awesome. Wow, that's really very impressive. I was trying my best to find as complicated, as absurd examples as possible, but you nailed all of them this is not fair <laughs> it does take some time to uh, recognize the patterns of how ai could be implemented in business but after a while it's just the same patterns reoccurring but thank you <laughs> in a conclusion i would like you to share some of your thoughts and probably ideas how will the data science and ai in their core in their usage in their development will change in like, I don't know, 50 years time. So it's, it's so rapidly changing already. How do you think it will look in like 50 years time? The field is very unpredictable. So if you would have asked anyone 10 years ago, how would the data science impact the world in 10 years? Um, I believe no one would have imagined the impact that we're seeing today. And this is part of its beauty that it keeps the field exciting. But still, we do see some patterns. For example, now we have bigger machines and stronger machines that can train more bigger models and more complex ones. With the deep learning, there is also a new pattern which we've seen lately, which is machine learning and artificial intelligence apps creating something new. 
So for example, painting, having a new painting or even writing articles. This is where it would be important to regulate the usage as well of, of uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, but those programs in general that are able to create something from scratch. So um, one other pattern that I would also be very interested to see how that would evolve would be how the machines would interact personally with people. Um, so this combination of artificial and emotional intelligence interactions with the, the machines themselves. So that's a part of the personalization but on a smarter and a deeper level. And I'd be very curious to see how that turns out. But again, the field is not predictable. Let's see how it would turn out in 50 years. Hmm. So I have the feeling that we definitely need to schedule another session in 50 years to check out whether your predictions were right or not. That does sound like a plan. Awesome. Okay, so that's the deal. Um, well, thank you very much for joining in today, for helping me and uh, our listeners to learn something more and actually understand that it's not just a buzzword, it's actually very vital and interesting and totally worth it. Thank you for having me here. Happy that I was here and hopefully this would spark uh, more interest in people. Thank you very much again and uh, talk to you in 50 years. I'm looking forward to speaking to you in 50 <laughs> years and let's see how it go. Okay, bye. This has been another episode of Amazing Data Podcast. My name is Ksenia. Stay tuned for more awesome stories about data and have a great day.